0: Chapter nine in his right hand he held a golden trumpet Johann Valentin Andre Die Kimmische Hochzeit des Christian Rosenkreuz Strasbourg Zetzner 1616, 1. In this file I find the mention of a trumpet. The day before yesterday in the periscope I wasn't aware of its importance. The file had only one reference to it, and that marginal. During the long afternoons at the Garamond office, Belbo, tormented by a manuscript, would occasionally look up and try to distract me, too, as I sat at the desk across from his, sorting through old engravings of the World Fair. Then he would drift into reminiscence, prompt to ring down the curtain if he suspected I was taking him too seriously. He would recall scenes from his past, but only to illustrate a point, to castigate some vanity. "'I wonder where all this is heading,' he remarked one day. YOU MEAN THE TWILIGHT OF WESTERN CIVILIZATION? TWILIGHT? LET THE SUN HANDLE TWILIGHT. NO, I WAS TALKING ABOUT OUR WRITERS. THIS IS MY THIRD MANUSCRIPT THIS WEEK, ONE ON BYZANTINE LAW, ONE ON THE Finis AUSTRII, AND ONE ON THE POEMS OF THE EARL OF ROCHESTER. THREE VERY DIFFERENT SUBJECTS, WOULDN'T YOU SAY? I WOULD. YET IN ALL THESE MANUSCRIPTS, AT ONE POINT OR ANOTHER, DESIRE APPEARS, AND THE OBJECT OF DESIRE. IT MUST BE A TREND. With the Earl of Rochester, I can understand it, but Byzantine law? Just reject them. I can't. All three books have been funded by the National Research Council. Actually, they're not that bad. Maybe I'll just call the three authors and ask them to delete those parts. The desire stuff doesn't make them look good either. What can the object of desire possibly be in Byzantine law? Oh, you can slip it in. If there ever was an object of desire in Byzantine law, of course, it wasn't what this guy says it was. It never is. Never is what? What you think it is. Once, I was five or six, I dreamed I had a trumpet, a gold trumpet. It was one of those dreams where you can feel honey flowing in your veins. You know what I mean? A kind of prepubescent wet dream. I don't think I've ever been as happy as I was in that dream. When I woke up, I realized there was no trumpet and i started crying i cried all day this was before the war but must have been 38 a time of poverty if i had a son today and saw him in such despair i'd say all right i'll buy you a trumpet it was only a toy after all it couldn't have cost a fortune but my parents never even considered such a thing spending money was a serious business in those days and they were serious too about teaching a child he couldn't have everything he wanted i can't stand cabbage soup I'd tell them. And it was true, for God's sake. Cabbage made me sick. But they never said, skip the soup today, then, and just eat your meat. We may have been poor, but we still had a first course, a main course, and fruit. No, it was always, eat what's on the table. Sometimes, as a compromise, my grandmother would pick the cabbage out of my bowl, stringy piece by stringy piece. Then I'd have to eat the expurgated soup, which was more disgusting than before. And even this was a concession my father disapproved of but what about the trumpet? He looked at me, hesitant. Why are you so interested in the trumpet? I'm not. You were the one who brought it up, to show how the object of desire is never what others think. The trumpet. My uncle and aunt from—name omitted—arrived that evening. They had no children, and I was their favorite nephew. Well, when they saw me bawling over my dream trumpet, they said they would fix everything. Tomorrow we would go to the department store, where there was a whole counter of toys—wonder of wonders—and I'd have the trumpet I wanted. I didn't sleep all night, and I couldn't sit still all the next morning. In the afternoon we went to the store, and they had at least three kinds of trumpets there—little tin things, probably, but to me they were magnificent brass worthy of the philharmonic. There was an army bugle, a slide trombone, and a trumpet of gold with a real trumpet mouthpiece but the keys of a saxophone. I couldn't decide, and maybe I took too long. Wanting them all, I must have given the impression that I didn't want any of them. Meanwhile, I believe my uncle and aunt looked at the price tags. My uncle and aunt were in Stingy. On the other hand, a Bakelite clarinet with silver keys was much cheaper. Wouldn't you like this better? they asked. I tried it, produced a reasonable honk, and told myself that it was beautiful, but actually I was rationalizing. I knew they wanted me to take the clarinet because the trumpet cost a fortune. I couldn't demand such a sacrifice from my relatives, having been taught that if a person offers you something you like you must say no thank you, and not just once, not no thank you with your hand out, but no thank you until the giver insists, until he says please take it. A well-bred child doesn't accept until that point, so I said maybe I didn't care about the trumpet, maybe the clarinet was all right if that's what they wanted, and I looked up at them hoping they would insist.' They didn't. God bless them. They were delighted to buy me the clarinet since, they said, that was what I wanted. It was too late to backtrack. I got the clarinet. Belbo looked at me out of the corner of his eyes. You want to know if I dreamed about the trumpet again? I want to know, I said, what the object of desire was. Ah, he said, turning back to his manuscript. You see, you're obsessed by the object of desire, too. But it's not all that simple. "'Suppose I had taken the trumpet. "'Would I have been truly happy then? "'What do you think, Casaubon? "'I think you would have dreamed about the clarinet.' "'I got the clarinet,' he concluded sharply. "'But I never played it.' "'Never played it, or never dreamed it?' "'Played it,' he said, underlining his words. "'And for some reason I felt like a fool.'